Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. This is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and today we are going to dive into that highly debated topic of if baseball in Iowa should be played in the spring. Currently, Iowa is the only state out of 50 to offer high school baseball in the summer. Now, I did bring in my experts. I did bring in three people who have been in the area and two of whom have coached in Iowa and other states. My first expert is Tyler Soigling. Coach Soy was a high school baseball coach at senior high school here in Dubuque, home of the Rams, and now coaches in Arizona, which plays spring baseball. Coach Soy, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. It's good to be here. It's good to be back. Uh, Not too long after the year anniversary of when we sat down and talked for about two hours on our first episode, and um, it's pretty cool how how far it's come, Nick. You've done a good job. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Tell us, what program do you coach for in Arizona, and what city of Arizona do you coach in? Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for giving uh, our team a plug here. Uh, it's uh, Desert Vista High School. Um, it's in Ahwatukee. Um, it's kind of on the south side of um, of Phoenix. Um, down there, we're kind of kind of right right before we kind of lose the end of Phoenix. So we're in a nice area, and um, we're a six A school. It's a really really big school, and and we welcome another panelist, I say expert, and he comes from Dubuque, Iowa, where he coached at Wallert Catholic High School. He was also my assistant coach, and then he went on to do some time coaching at senior, and now he currently is the head varsity coach in Wisconsin. So he left summer baseball to go coach in the spring in Wisconsin, and he is the owner of the Ultimate Sports Weekend, parallel to none. Cole Bogey, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. So, Coach Bogey, tell us a little bit about the Ultimate Sports Weekend, where they can find you, and also, what program are you currently coaching at in what city in Wisconsin? Appreciate it, Nick. Um, thanks for having me. But as far as the business, Ultimate Sports Weekend, um, we're running tournaments up here in the Appleton area. We actually have uh, Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. They are sending three teams our way, which is awesome. So um, they'll be our first Iowa 
teams to make their way up here a little over three hours. So we're super pumped to have them. I'm excited to see um, hopefully some familiar faces. But otherwise, baseball-wise, as far as coaching, I'm at Lourdes Academy. It's in Oshkosh, very small private Catholic school. Um, I think we have about 175 kids, but we also co-op with another small Christian school in Oshkosh, Valley Christian. So we pull about a hundred kids from them as well. So we're somewhere around the 250 to 275 enrollment total. Coach Bogey, that was a great segue to our next guest. And he's going to talk about the coaching aspect of it as well, but also the business aspect of it as well. And it is David Jaynes. And he spent some time coaching at senior, I believe. I could be wrong with that, but I know he did spend some time coaching at Wallert Catholic as well. And David Jaynes is the Director of Player Development for Baseball and Softball Operations at the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Coach Jaynes, welcome. What's going on right now at the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy and Softball Academy and with the Dubuque Sports Complex as well? Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, right now we're in, in the middle of our off-season programs. We're working on our hitting programs. Pitching programs are going underway. Um, I did spend some time coaching as senior. I actually coached with uh, Tyler, and that was a lot of fun when I was in college. So uh, it'll be fun to go up to see Cole. Uh, I might make that trip up. That's how this is, this is going to work. Um, I'm just going to throw out some questions um, I'm going to start off with, with Cole and Tyler, and I just want you to talk about how spring baseball works in Arizona. Um, David, I'm going to talk to you about the business aspect of it, because um, we know with, with recruiting and showcases and that, it, it, it changes how it works in Iowa. And then also, um, this was really highly debated on Facebook. You know, normally... I do a poll and we'll get 20 to, to 30 votes. I think this one had over 100 and some votes um, and a lot of good comments, a lot of good concerns. And I'm going to ask you guys those concerns and, and you can clear those up. So uh, Cole and, and Tyler, we have one in a cold climate in Wisconsin. We have one in a warm climate in Arizona. How, how does it? How does spring baseball work? Generally, when is the start of your season, and, and when does the season generally end? And we'll start with Tyler in the warmth of Arizona. Um, yeah, so ours is, I mean, ours is probably as simple as you can probably, probably really think it, just because it's, I mean, sunny here 360 days of the year, so it's it's hard to, um, to really have the things that go on, but... Um, yeah, so technically our real season starts usually like mid-February um, is when our first practice starts. And then we start rolling, um, you know, when probably a week or two after that and we start playing tournaments. Um, and then our season lasts all the way through May. But um, the biggest difference for us, other than just being outside all year round, which is great, um, is we don't really have restrictions here. So we do stuff year round for our high school program. Um, that's really what we do. Um, it's a lot less games in like the summer and the fall. Um, but once we start getting into winter and, and spring, we start kind of really ramping up on our games more so. But we always have them um, have games scheduled with our teams, uh, freshmen, uh, varsity and JV. We always have games scheduled um, throughout the 
the entire year just so we're playing and just kind of keeping fresh and knowing, you know, hey, uh, maybe this one game we need we weren't so good at this so we can brush up on that practice the next few weeks or or kind of those, those types of things when, when we're when we're in season. So and Cole Bogey, owner and founder of the Ultimate Sports Weekend. What are the start dates in the colder climates like Illinois and you being in Wisconsin? When do you guys start? When do you guys typically end? Uh, normal years, our first official practice is mid-March. Um, we have one week of practice, and then we start our first games. So um, the earliest game I've played high school is coaching up here is like March 26th or 27th. Um, so essentially you get a week prior to that, you do get pitchers and catchers before that, uh, which you can do, or you can do one week of pitchers, catchers before that, where you can instruct with your pitchers, which is very different from what we had in Iowa. You could do it from January 1st on, um, can't say that I love that up here, but we can also do open gyms before that where you can't really instruct. You can just make sure the kids don't hurt each other, but, uh, that's really about it. And then we play from the end of March through April, uh, through the end of May as well. And then we start our tournament season. We can play up to 26 regular season games uh, before the tournament starts up here. And just to talk about that, in Iowa, who plays in the summer, you get 40 games. When I was a head coach, I was a planner. And it sounds like Wisconsin, you get one week of practice before games i don't know if that seems like enough i mean I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna run six hour practices because i have to do bunt coverages i have to do double cuts i have to do first and third i have to do back picks i mean there's so much stuff that i have to teach in such that such that short amount of time and then also on top of it you you have to evaluate um, your talent and and who's staying on the team and, and who's going to get the hee hove and, and that sort of thing as well. So I'm going to check it up to one point for Iowa. Now, David Janes, how would this work for against you? Against Wisconsin, maybe. Well, yes, against Wisconsin, <laughs> yes. And David Janes, how does how does this how would this work for you if Iowa moved to the spring and did a Wisconsin-type schedule, what would that look like for the local academies? What would that look like for for college um, recruiting and that sort of thing in the area? So one thing that we always make sure to do is not compete with the local high schools that they're playing, we're not. Um, so right now we're basically split where in the spring I was doing their tournament stuff and then in the summer we're doing stuff with Wisconsin and Illinois. Um, so if Iowa were to move to the spring, it would probably make things a little bit easier on us just by the simple fact of it's all the same schedule. It's all the same seasons and everything. Um, with what Cole is talking about with the whole one week thing, uh, what I see a lot of from kids that come from Illinois and Wisconsin, especially the smaller schools is they're very, very underdeveloped because of that. So I could see that being an issue when it comes to Iowa with that, just because, you know, right now Iowa has a lot more time to get prepared during the off season. And then if they were to move to the spring, um, depending on what kind of a schedule they would adopt, there could be some major downsides with that. Now with the local academies, with there being so many of them here, um, I don't think it would be as big of a deal, but you could see some problems with it on the business side. I think it makes things a lot easier because right now we play in the PG league in the spring. 
Um, this year with Illinois and Wisconsin being backed up, we all have a full team. We don't have to worry about that. And then uh, when it comes to the college recruiting thing, a lot of our recruiting we do is during the winter because of that. Um, you know, playing in the PG League, we're able to get in front of colleges. We're able to get that kind of exposure. But there's still some issues with that because of when the seasons are. Now, I do have a question for the two coaches, uh, Coach Bogey and, and Coach Soigling. Now, now, I've heard of this. So high school baseball is played in the spring in every state except Iowa. And then in the summer, you guys have your Legion ball. Now, I have heard that in other states that Legion ball is on a whole different level than high school baseball. And in other states, high school baseball is kind of looked at as, I don't want to say a joke, but it's lesser talent and not as competitive. Uh, factor is that fiction, Tyler? Um, well, I mean, I played for the Dubuque County team when we won state in 20, 2010 with Red. Um, but I think it just depends on the area because, because I, I, you know, the Legion thing is kind of like this, this weird, uh, kind of like, I don't know if the brotherhood is a good word for it, but, um, there's a lot of people involved from a lot of different areas. Like I've met people from Idaho that were involved in Legion. I've met people from all over that were involved in Legion when we just got talking. Um, and it just seems like every state's different. You know, Iowa is like, when I was playing, we knew our high school season was our number one season, but we were also like an all-star team picked from all the schools in the area. And so when you got picked on that team, like that was like an honor, you know, and that's something that you got really excited about being on, you know, but then like there's other places I've heard um, where Legion is kind of like their high school teams in general, like each high school team has their own Legion team, but then there's other places where it's like the kids who don't make their high school team go and play Legion. So I just really think it's just a, an area thing from, from what I've experienced and who I've talked to. Coach yeah. Bogey, Ultimate Sports Weekend, and uh, currently coaching varsity in cold weather Wisconsin. How how does it work with Legion compared to high school? And is what I said is that a fact or fiction about Legion ball being more competitive and more sought after than the high school season? Well, Nick, it's pretty safe to say anything you say is probably fiction. So I'm going to go with fiction <laughs> on this one. Um, now, is Legion as big as high school here? No. Um, high school is bigger, a bigger deal. And as far as the Legion stuff, it's kind of tapered off a little bit, which is kind of surprising. So it's kind of the opposite of what you were saying. Um, just because there's once the summer hits, the kids can either choose Legion, which is not really a tryout type team. It's kind of everyone can find a spot. Um, there's just different levels of the Legion, the JV, the varsity, whatever. But then a lot of kids do travel ball, um, either in Appleton or Madison or Oshkosh or wherever they go. Um, so they kind of have a choice. So it, it kind of waters down the Legion program that we found. And so they're not getting as as many games as what they would like because they just don't, don't have the numbers. But I remember when I had played for Dubuque County as well, um, we went up to Minnesota to play for the regional and like those teams had 50 to 60 games in, in just their Legion season. So, you know, in other States, it, it might be a bigger deal, but up here it's, it's, it's definitely a second tier to the high school season. This came up from Elise Ungs. She wanted to know what about track 
And what about soccer? What about those spring sports? I mean, honestly, I would rather listen to a mixtape of Creed and Nickelback and Rake Leaves than have to watch or have anything to do with soccer. So what happens with um, with soccer and spring sports? Are they moved to a different time period or, or how does that work? Because spring sports here in Iowa, it's track and it's soccer and then baseball has itself. So does baseball compete with soccer and track as well? How does that work? So up here, yeah, they, they all compete in the spring. So those sports still go on. Um, I remember at, at Berlin, the school I was at prior to Lourdes here, uh, track took a lot of our, our baseball kids, a lot of those athletes. Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely do compete. It's, you know, you fit all the, the sports into three seasons instead of that fourth season. You guys know at the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, I am all about polls. And we ran three different polls on our social media. On Facebook, 66 people were in favor of summer baseball, while 20 were in favor of spring baseball. On Twitter, summer baseball got 69% of the vote, while spring baseball only got 31% of the vote. And on Instagram, 72% of the vote was for summer and only 28% of spring. So the community in Dubuque is saying they want to keep playing baseball in the summer. Now, we were going to have a local coach on here. Unfortunately, he had a family issue, and Jason Luffelholtz was unable to represent Iowa as uh, our head coach. But um, I did reach out to some of the coaches to get some quotes here. I reached out to Casey Bryant, head coach of the Western Dubuque Bobcats, asking him if he thinks Iowa should move to spring baseball or his thoughts on summer baseball. And he responded, I am thrilled Iowa has chosen to keep summer baseball. It makes Iowa baseball special, playing under the lights. Sorry, Dubuque. After school is out is the only way to go for Midwestern states, in my opinion. Naysayers will say it hurts kids' options after high school. That has not really been accurate, especially with all the showcases and playing opportunities kids have today. High school coaches from other Midwest states are very envious of our setup here in Iowa. And I want to go to Cole first, who coached summer baseball at Waller and Senior and now coaches spring baseball in Wisconsin. Cole Bogey, what are your thoughts on what Coach Casey Bryant had to say? Um, as far as like keeping it, you know, kind of special in Iowa, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's different. Um, it's obviously warmer. Um, you can do double headers. You can play more games. I mean, there's definitely a lot of pros in that way. Um, I, I mean, I, I disagree overall, but not really with the points that he's making. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what he said. So, um, as far as kind of getting in the way of other opportunities in the summer, um, in that way, I mean, there's so much in the summer that you have to take into account kids in the summer, they get to pick what they want, you know, and a lot of the States have adopted that is the summer is the time when you get to do 
whatever you're, you want to specialize in, whatever your number one sport is, I should say, not specialize. Um, if you want to play more basketball, you can do that. You want to play more baseball, you can do that. You want to just lift, that's fine. Um, you want to get ready with football showcases and camps, you can do that. You know, you can kind of pick what you want in the summer. Um, when you have baseball, it limits you a little bit. Um, but as, as Coach Brian had said, not as much as what you would think. And I, I agree with that. I think people kind of think it's a lot worse than what it is um, up here. If, you know, if you mentioned summer baseball in Wisconsin, we did that. We were kind of doing half and half, and now we went to all spring. But, um, you know, a lot of the coaches will say that it, it just messes everything up. You know, you can't do anything else in the summer. And that's, I, I think that's false in, in a lot of ways. And Coach Soigling, who coached at senior in Iowa. Coach Soigling, what, what are your thoughts on what Coach Brian had to say? Um, I, I, I mean, I'm with Cole. I mean, like, does it make Iowa baseball more special? Yeah, of course, of course it does. It, I mean, it's, it's one out of, you know, 50 states. Like, it's different from 49 other states. So, yeah, it is special, definitely. But, I mean, like, I also look at it as, you know, I played spring baseball in Bemidji, Minnesota. So if we can do it in Bemidji, Minnesota, like you can do it in Iowa. And then like the other thing too is you can play under the lights anywhere, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, not a knock on, on Casey, but not I just don't Dubuque. think that that has yeah, Well, yeah, not with Dubuque. That's Dubuque's problem. You know, like, I, I don't know, like we play under the lights all the time here too. So I don't know if those are really points that I would say, I don't know, would favor Iowa you know, favor me toward more towards summer baseball than spring. And so. Coach James, from the business aspect of it, then also from your time as a college player playing spring baseball and a high school uh, player playing in the summer and a high school coach as well, what what are your thoughts on what Coach Bryant had to say? I agreed with a lot of it. Um, I do remember when I was at Wayne, which is in the same conference as Bemidji. Every time we played Bemidji, we had to get rescheduled to uh, down to Wayne because it was always snow on the field. Um, and I do also remember when I was at JUCO, my first game I ever played, it was 18 degrees and it was miserable. So that does suck. Um, the kind of only defense I have, I guess, for the, the spring stuff is attendance definitely goes down after you go into the summer. Um, when you're playing during the, during the school year and you got the, you know, you got games after that, the kids are going to go from school straight to the game because it's one on the campus and two, you're in school and everyone's talking about it. So, you know, I don't think it limits things a whole lot. I'm, I remember doing high, football stuff when I played baseball. I know a bunch of our guys played, did football stuff when we played baseball. Same with basketball too. But, um, I think it also opens up a lot of opportunities for track as well in tennis if people choose to do that so kind of on both sides of it i like i I agree with what he said but i think there's some other points we need to focus on too with it i know when i look at it as a coach i mean i hate cold weather and that first month of march when i'm changing in my classroom and going straight from getting off work at 235 and running to a 245 practice and coaching and then getting home uh, it was it was just miserable, and um, I, I really enjoyed when the summer hits, and the only thing I have to do is baseball, and it's a couple hours here, and then I can go spend some more time with my family, and I, and we had some cold games to start the season, and when I say cold, I'm thinking probably 50 or 60 degrees. I would hate to be coaching in long underwear and mittens with hand warmers in there. I'd be looking like Bernie Sanders in the third base's coach's box compared to everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. 
But um, I did reach out to uh, Coach Tisher. I'm going to read what Coach Tisher head coach from Wallert Catholic High School, what he had to say. And he said, I personally love that Iowa plays baseball in the summer. It's what I did in Wisconsin too, as a high school athlete. While there are disadvantages, I personally think the advantages outweigh, especially for our entire Wallert baseball program and Wallert Athletic program as a whole. It allows student athletes to be more involved in more activities while in high school and more time to be able to develop baseball players in the offseason versus relying solely on private facilities, which I think would need to occur if we are expecting pitchers especially to be ready to pitch in games by the end of March. The off-season is important to us in building culture, and I think that that would be a challenge if we didn't have that time to get our team ready like we have now prior to officially starting in May. Selfishly, after 14 seasons of college baseball in the spring, I'm done with baseball in cold weather and constant changes due to weather and fields not being ready unless we're getting turf, which is not going to happen. We can't even get lights. But also the amount of games, game times, and who does the field work during the day would be a huge concern with many of the coaches being teachers in the district that they coach in. So We'll start with uh, Coach Soy from Arizona. What are your thoughts on what Coach Tisher had to say? Um, well, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing um, that Tish had to say that I, I think was a really good point was um, culture, being able to build culture. If you're willing, if you can do that, and we all know Tish does that, you know, if you're willing to spend that time to build culture in the offseason, I think that's a great use of your time. You know, I think that that's that is definitely a, a benefit of having that a little extra time there. Um, but I don't like and then I think a field work kind of that last thing you said. I mean, we I mean, I don't know. We I have a seventh hour prep, you know, and I, if we were out at there early and, you know, as early as we can be, it doesn't take away from my job. I get out when I can. But. You know, we take care of the field then. We take care of it after practice. It's no different than when I was coaching, you know, at senior. Um, you know, we're there on the weekends, you know, doing stuff. And if anything, we honestly have more work here because grass doesn't grow. So we have to grow it ourselves. But, um, you know, I, I think the culture piece is, is really, really big um, that, that, that he hit on. And, and also, you know, one of the, the downsides of being in Arizona, too, is – you know, kids do specialize a little bit earlier than, than what I was used to when I got down here. And I do think that the allowment of letting guys play, this is my personal opinion, other sports is, is beneficial as well. You know, I, I like athletes on my team, not just baseball players. Um, but, you know, I think Tish brings up some good points. And Coach Bogey, what are your thoughts? Because Coach Tisher mentioned something that you mentioned earlier. I mean, you start practice you get a week of practice and then you start playing games. And I remembered when you were an assistant for the Kimberly Papermakers, which is one of the top teams in Wisconsin, you shared with me that you would have four hour practices, three to four hour practices every day. Um, so what are your thoughts on what Coach Tisher had to say? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a quick turnaround. You get a week, you know, a, a week and a day and then you have a game. Um, 
it's it's quick. So to build the culture, yeah, it's a lot tougher if if you can do it in that time. But that's where the open gyms come into play, the pitchers, catchers, all that stuff. Uh, meeting with your kids throughout the course of the year. One thing I would do at Berlin was go to lunch with those guys. I'd bring in lunch one day a, a month just to talk with with a few of my guys. So you have to get creative in other ways. Um, it's a little more work, but yeah, I, I can definitely see that's a great point. Um, and then as far as like the long practices to fit all that stuff into that first week, you, you learn, you, you learn by the fire, like uh, you have to cram a bunch of stuff in. You have to be efficient. You have to know your stuff because if you don't, your team is not going to be prepared for the first few weeks of the season. You're going to get hammered, you know, and, and, you learn that the off season programs that you're giving your kids, you have to somehow get them to implement that by themselves. Um, and you just monitor it during open gyms. But, um, in, in that regard, it is tough. Yeah. It's a quick, quick turnaround. Um, you know, you get, you get three weeks in Iowa and then up here you get one week and you got to cram a bunch of stuff in there. So like I've learned, you know, you have to do it kind of like how, um, a lot of math curriculums are, it's kind of a spiral effect. Like you hit it once, you come back a couple days later or a week later, you hit it again. A couple weeks later, you hit it again. So you have to keep refreshing your kids um, with a lot of that stuff throughout the season. And that's what really separates the good teams from the great teams from the outstanding teams at the end of the season. You really see that. Now, last year when Iowa was going through this with COVID, Iowa had a very short season to practice. I think they only had a week or two before they started games. And people thought I was crazy because I said that I would practice for four to six hours every day with my team. And we would go for two to three hours in the morning from seven in the morning till 10 in the morning. And then we would go from three to six um, every night. And um, people kind of shrugged their head and and didn't think that that was a very good idea. But I I think uh, the kids would have been a little bit more prepared. Maybe the first two hours in the morning would be um, those uh, strategic type things, first and third, and you know IOs and and early breaks and bunt coverages, and then the uh, last two to three hours in that afternoon time would be strictly just skills. And people said that I wouldn't do it, but I used to practice at six o'clock in the morning every day. I would have done it. Now, Coach James, you uh coached with uh, Coach Tischer at Wallert Catholic High School. Thoughts on what he had to say? I mean, you know, having that pleasure of coaching with Corey was second to none. One, he does a, a phenomenal job of creating the culture. So I completely agree with him on that. And then um, as to allowing for more kids to play more sports, I think that's a big part of why it's so good that Iowa plays summer baseball because we do have a lot of small towns and those kids had to play every single sport. Um, Waller in comparison to senior and Hempstead is a smaller school. So they do have to have more involvement from the other, from their baseball team on other sports as well. So that definitely plays a big factor into things because I remember when I was there, we had kids missing every single time because of track or basketball or whatever it may be. You know, you think of Wallard and, and they're traditionally known as a basketball powerhouse. Well, you know, I remember when I coached there, we would get some kids as freshmen that would not go out because they had Wallard basketball camp in the morning and freshman baseball was, was played in the morning. Now, 
we've heard from school coaches in the area. You've also shared your experience of coaching in the area and playing in the spring and also in the summer as well. David, what would you prefer Iowa to do? Do you think they should stick with it in the summertime or do you think they should try to move it to the spring and, and be like the other 50 states? I think they should stay in the summer. Absolutely. Um, I just think there's so much more benefit to it when you play a lot more games so you don't have to deal with snow. Um, I know the only thing that I did not like as a player in Iowa in the summer was being a catcher. Uh, it got very hot. I remember we were playing water and I cramped up and I couldn't stay in the game because of it. Um, and I got worn down. My body got worn down during the summer because I was also playing semi-pro too. But um, I still would rather play in that heat than I think 30-degree weather uh, for sure. Um, the biggest thing with it too is you do lose kids from from high school ball in the summer because of them wanting to have their summer if they're a senior. Uh, but I think some of that is, you know, what is their commitment level at that point anyways? So, you know, I do think that it should stay in the summer, personally. Coach Bogey, you've coached in Iowa in the summer, currently coaching in Wisconsin during the spring. What are your thoughts? What should Iowa do? Oh, good question, Nick. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I, I would prefer spring. Okay, and, and here's here's my thought process. Baseball was always my number one sport. It always has been, and it always will be. Right? I felt like I was at not a disadvantage, but I was always kind of bummed reading the Telegraph Herald and seeing the the, the box scores from the Wisconsin and the Illinois schools in the spring. And I had nothing to do baseball wise except open gyms at Waller. That's all I had available. I could not play any games unless you were going to a perfect game you know, league or showcase team or whatever, which at that time, I don't know what they do now. You had to be elite to, to do that or have a lot of money. Um, so I didn't have the option to play. So then I got my 40 game season in the summer and then, yeah, you can play some fall ball, but if you're in another sport, you might not want to. So let's say I got 40 games there. If we were able to do the spring, we would play, let's say 25, 26 games, like what we do in Wisconsin. Um, and I've played that full slate. I mean, it's possible. It's not, you know, yeah, you have to cancel games. You reschedule them. You use it as a practice day. It works out in the wash, I think, more often than not, if you have the pitching, if you're smart about that. But then you can play in the summer as well. If you're a baseball person, you're going to choose to do that rather than basketball, rather than get ready for football, rather than do whatever else you want to do. And you can play a Legion season of 40 games. Now you're looking at 60-plus games plus tournaments, two tournaments, um, at the end, state tournaments. So as a pure baseball guy, that's what I would prefer simply because I can play more games. You know, I can play 20 plus more games. Um, plus in the summer, you have the option to do any sport. There's options for any sport. So, and the the argument that I see some people making was you can't be as involved with as much if, if you move baseball to spring. I disagree with that. You, you are still, you can still be a part of organizations and teams, just not school sanctioned stuff. Yeah. You can only be a part of three school sanctioned sports, but you still have a fourth season. You can choose to do something else. You can join a Dusty Rogers baseball. You can join um, a basketball travel team. You can join a 
a volleyball team that travels. Like you can still be a part of something, but it's not through the high school. That still counts as as doing something and being a part of a team. So um, I, I disagree with that of, you know, you can only do three things now. Um, I, I think that's false. And Coach Soy from the sunny sunshine of Arizona coached in Dubuque in the summer, now currently in the spring. What, what are your thoughts? Should Iowa be like everybody else and jump to the spring, even though we know that that cold weather is going to hamper things? Or do you think Iowa should continue in the summer? Well, um, I thought of this as we were, we were talking here. And, like, honestly, summer playing summer baseball is a luxury to Iowa. Is I think, the, a good way to put it is – they, they have the opportunity to do so, and so they do it. However, the problem with Iowa is they don't take advantage of it. They don't take advantage of that fourth season by limiting when you can meet with your guys, right? And so, like, I, I just – this was a frustration when I was coaching it and at senior was we only have so much time to get pitchers' arms ready, and then we can't do anything with hitting, and we can't do all these things. It's like, well, if you're moving the season back – that should give you more time to work with your guys to prepare them for that summer season. That's the way I see it. And so I was not taking advantage of allowing basically what we do and just say that your team, the kids who are there, you go take care of them. And that's what we do. And I think that's something that Iowa needs to move to. I'm not against the summer season, but I think there's another side of this book that we need to flip to. And we got to think about, when kids do go to college, and I'm not even going to get into the recruiting aspect, I'm talking about being able to do workload management because I know a lot of the kids on our team when I played high school and, and a lot of and even guys when I was coaching, there's not as many multi-sport athletes out there as you may think truly are. And so a lot of these kids that are in, are in high school and they play summer baseball season, when they go to college, they got to learn how to balance year-round baseball with a full course load. And I think that's something that's really important for people to remember is you have to learn how to do that in high school so you're able to do it in college. And that's something I struggled with for a little while in college too. You know, it's, I mean, it really was, and that's a big piece of it. Now, I know that it would be difficult to make that switch because just the mindset of Iowa and the mindset of the community and we're going to get to the social media comments here shortly. Our first comment about summer versus spring baseball comes from Mark Bernhard. And his comment was, I love summer high school baseball games. I understand spring games would allow students to have jobs, go to sports camps for other sports, and give baseball players advanced options. I would let the coaches make the decision they are the ones putting in all the time and all of the effort. Now, Cole, you mentioned this before, that Wisconsin used to allow programs to pick if they were going to play in the summer or play in the spring. Now, can you uh, answer to Mark's comment there? Are programs still doing that where they're allowed to pick, or how come they went away from that? Yeah, no, that doesn't work, Nick. Um, you don't get to pick. So what they did, we went to all spring about two years ago. Okay. So they had some summer teams. I know Tish, he, uh, from the town of Wyota. I don't know if he went to Darlington or if they had a, their own high school, but he said he had played summer ball. Um, 
So we used to have a lot of spring teams and a lot of summer teams. So there was two seasons, kind of like that Milwaukee area was a lot of summer ball. Um, and then slowly those teams started to creep down and down and down. And what the WIAA said was, if we get below 60 teams, everyone's going to spring. Well, a lot of teams said, no, 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 we love summer. Please don't do it. Okay, 50 teams. Okay, 40 teams across the state. Now you have teams traveling so far just to see someone new. You have big schools playing very, very, very small schools in comparison. You have a very watered-down state. Um, you have to have enough numbers in both to do it and be logistically close enough so that you're not spending – these kids aren't on buses all the time, um, you know, not able to do their schoolwork. You need to leave some time for that as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think what he's kind of talking about is maybe the coaches vote and then everyone goes to one or the other. But the duel, it it didn't work at the end. And finally they said, you know what, there's not enough teams. Everyone's doing spring. And um, they had to conform with that. Some of those schools, they weren't happy about it. But um, that's, you know, it, it, it didn't work having multiple. Maybe when Tish played, it might have. Uh, just because there was probably a lot more schools that did that, which was great. But, um, yeah, in, in that way, it, it doesn't work. And if you think about it, just naming a state champion, I mean, if half the teams are playing in the spring and half the teams are playing in the summer, or if it's 30-70 or 60-40, whatever, you're truly not getting a true state champion. And if you allow the school or the district or the coach to decide, I mean, hey, if the top program is choosing to play in the spring, you know what, I might play in the summer because the competition might be less and, and I can add a state championship to Russell Bola's comment. But Russell says, absolutely not for so many reasons. Iowa rarely has any type of weather suitable for games and practice and the track program would take a big hit, just to name a few reasons. It would be a nightmare. And I know we talk about those smaller schools. I know Western Dubuque was huge with with track and um, a lot. And with those smaller schools, you have a lot of multi-sport athletes to make those those programs work. I have a comment here from Dr. Ricka Mann. Uh, former high school classmate of mine. Her brother-in-law is Donnie Perkle, assistant varsity coach at Hempstead. And she says, here is my take. My And I threw in the doctor. She didn't throw in the doctor. I threw that in. She is a doctor, though. But she said, here is my take. My patients have rarely had a full season of baseball and softball. We live in the Midwest. It's cold in March and April, and the weather is often too wet because of snow or rain resulting in field conditions rarely being favorable. My opinion is that Iowa is the only Midwest state to actually do it right. I do understand that it might conflict with travel team eligibility, but many kids around here, if they have that much talent, which, let's face it, most of the kids don't actually have that much talent, then they don't even bother with their high school team and they are on a showcase team year round. And I go to the time, Cole, I know I had asked you, hey, when's your next game? And you said, we just got four inches of snow. We're going to be rained out 
or snowed out for the next week. So does anybody have any comments here for Ricka? Go ahead, Cole. We'll let you go first. First off, I mean, so she works with a lot of these kids that aren't having full seasons, but that's the reason why they're going to her is because they're having issues. The ones that aren't having issues don't need to go there. So so we're forgetting about those students, right? Um, but secondly, I think the issue is the kids slash the coaches are not taking care of their arms properly in the off season. If you show up day one and have one week of practice in Wisconsin, your arm is going to fall off by the, <clears throat> by the end of April. Okay. That is your fault and your coach's fault. Um, or if your coach is abusing your arm, which is why the pitch count system was put into place. Um, that's the biggest reason why it's not working. Now, like me as a pitcher, I was always very cautious with my arm. I'm cautious with our pitcher's arms. The one thing that I love from Iowa is you have to go 10 to 12 pitchers deep on every team. Um, and I've adopted that here in Wisconsin, even though a lot of schools don't do that because I don't want my guys throwing if their arm is sore at all. Um, and we play, I try to play as many games as possible. So trying not to abuse their arms in that way and, and listening to what they say and what they tell me with their arms. Um, that's important. And that's going to alleviate a lot of the issue um, with, with that. Coach James, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah. I want to talk about the travel team eligibility side of things. Um, you know, for, for us, you know, like I said early on, we don't compete with the high schools. Um, so for the travel team eligibility, we don't have any problems with that. The problems we run into is with Iowa being on a different schedule than Wisconsin and Illinois. So we, when it gets to be high school, you know, the 16U, the 18U, and even some of the 14, 15U teams, um, our teams get split when it comes springtime. We'll have a spring season where it's mostly Iowa boys, some Wisconsin, Illinois boys, because in Wisconsin, Illinois, they're a lot more strict on whether you can play during your season than Iowa. So then it comes to summertime and we have those Wisconsin, Illinois boys come in and maybe some Iowa guys. Um, we prefer them not to play with us during the summer. And if they do play with us during the summer, we actually don't let them pitch just because we don't want their arms getting blown out. Um, but I do think there's a lot of talent in the area and I think it gets overlooked a lot because of it being summer ball. Um, even though I am for summer ball, I do think it gets overlooked a lot, especially this year because the recruiting side of things for colleges is horrible. Colleges are two years behind. Uh, we've had a couple of colleges come down, um, to watch our guys work out during the winter. And I've just asked them, you know, what, what are you guys looking like? And, they're like, yeah, we might need, we need one, one guy, one scholarship. We need, we need three guys. Uh, there's another, there's a college that said, yeah, we, we want your guys. We can't give them money until the spring. So, you know, doing a spring season, you know, opens up that, that summer to go do a lot more traveling to get in front of a lot more college coaches. Whereas the spring, yeah, we get the PG league, but we also miss out on a lot with the PG league because it does get rained out. It is cold. Um, you know, a lot of the coaches aren't coming to it because they are playing spring baseball. So if there's someone coming, it's not going to be nearly um, the amount of coaches, and then they're just going off of strictly numbers instead of watching guys play. Coach Soy, what are your thoughts on what Rick a man had to say? 
Yeah, um, I think I, I'm just going to kind of piggyback kind of off of what David was talking about, the college opportunity. Like, it, it almost forces the summer baseball, it forces your junior year to essentially be your senior year for a lot of coaches. And that's that's really hard for, for some guys. And, you know, I was, you know, we've made it work. Like, you know, I'm, I went to college, Cole went to college, David went to college, we all played college baseball and we made it work. But I also, you know, you, you feel that pressure your junior year to really start finding out where you need to go because you know your senior year by by that time, the the colleges have already filled most of their roster spots by that time. And and people need to understand that. And so like that's 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 tough, you know, and you might get lucky and you might be able to um, you know, join a team as a walk on or something like that. But if you're truly trying to find somewhere to go, you know, your opportunities do dwindle and they do decrease a little bit, you know, by stop that season because coaches, yeah, they look at showcases and stuff and they see numbers and they see velocities and they see whatever from those showcases is great, but you still have to be battle tested before these coaches, you know, really pick you up. Like if you talk to Dan and I'm not going to quote, you know, put words in Dan's mouth, but I guarantee you, if you talk to Dan or red, they're going to pick guys that they can go watch play baseball Right. And decide who they want based off of what their body language is, what their grades are like, all these other factors other than just what these showcases are providing. And so that really does take away from these kids opportunities when your what should be your best year is essentially null and all these roster spots are gone. Now, I do want to go to our next comment. We did mention her earlier, Elise Ungs, but she said no. Aside from the weather pros of summer weather, schools like Beckman with a lower class numbers need kids to go out for multiple sports. We already have track, soccer, and golf in the spring fighting for numbers, football and cross country in the fall. Baseball gets the summer to itself. Now, Cole, you come from a small program. And also, when you think of numbers, I mean, those programs, pitching with the pitching rule also uh, is an issue there. So, Cole, why don't you start with uh, Elise, and then um, we'll get the uh, other panelists' opinions. Yeah, I I mean, that's the exact scenario that we are in at Lourdes is, you know, we have about the same enrollment. So, you know, we deal with it. Um, That that part is tough because, yes, you want your athletes to play. You you need your athletes to play. You know, the athletes need to play two, if not three sports or your your programs just get crushed by it. So. I, I understand that. Um, I mean, we've made it work here where there's enough baseball kids. Um, now we actually have a pretty decent track program and a decent baseball program, so it can work. Um, I, I definitely understand the concern as, as far as that's concerned, though. Tyler, did you want to jump in on what Elise had to say? I, I came from all big school stuff, so that's really what my my perspective comes from. And being a big school person, and now seeing and hearing that side of the thing of the story and the smaller schools, like that does make sense to me because coming from big school, you don't share athletes near as much. And I think I said it earlier is probably what these smaller schools do do. So if if there was an argument in favor of spring, I think that that's a very valid argument. Now we have a comment from Michael James, and a lot of this has already been talked about, but I do want our listeners to be heard. And Michael James says, Iowa 
summer, I'm sorry, Iowa springs are way too unpredictable with soggy grounds, limited practices, canceled games, and cold arms. This is not the ideal conditions for producing budding young players or fan support. So I think the only one we haven't touched upon is fan support. And my thoughts are, I'm not going to a game in the spring unless it's over 65 degrees. And I, in the summer, try to go to a game uh, every single day. So, Cole, thinking of your um, attendance in the springs, are you just getting families that are there? Or do you get good support since the season is in session? I know with summer sports... You think of a Friday night lights game or you think of a Friday night basketball game, it's a full gym. You generally don't see that in baseball. And I'm not sure if it's because of the way that the sport is played compared to those other sports or because it's it's not in session. So, Cole, what are your thoughts on this since since you live it? Um, yeah, I mean, the attendance stuff definitely does take a hit. Um, one, because of the weather. Two, because baseball's boring. Um, because if you don't understand what's going on, baseball is the, the worst sport of all time to watch. And if you do, you understand it's the most beautiful game you've ever seen. So, uh, it's a smart person sport. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so most, probably 95% of the people have no clue what's going on pitch by pitch. You know, they don't, they don't know that a strike that's thrown or a ball that's thrown changes the whole dynamic of that at bat and potentially the game. So, that's part of it. You're not going to get numbers at baseball games, especially in the spring. Yes, because it's cold. You're getting only family members. I can remember a lot of times playing at Waller down at Petrakis in the middle of summer. You'd get, um, actually, my, my neighbor, Earl Rettenmeyer, he would always come down and watch games, whether I was there or not, just because he's a baseball fan. Would he do that in the spring? Probably not. So, you know, you don't get those casual fans like like what you do because of that. So I, I can definitely understand uh, the lower attendance. Coach James, what are your thoughts about attendance? So I really want to touch more on the unpredictability of things um, than necessarily the attendance. Um, I think that's why many, many northern states should go to summer baseball because, you know, some schools, uh, I know River Ridge in Illinois, actually one season, it would have been three, four years ago, they played six games, 12 games, something like that, just because of the weather. Um, so if the weather is that bad, that ties in with attendance too. So you're playing six to 12 games, weather's probably pretty crappy. So no one's going to come unless you're a mom, dad, and or a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, if we're talking softball. Um, so you're going to get lower attendance. You're going to get lower sales of concessions. Um, so it's going to, it's going to kind of all affect each other with that um, in turn because of the fact that it's so unpredictable and it could be so cold. You're right. And when you look at the TH every year, they always do a season preview. And you look at Wisconsin and Illinois, and the teams will be seven and six, or they'll be eight and four. And then you'll look when Dubuque plays, and you'll have 30 and 10, or 24 and 16, or two and 38. And they are they are getting a lot more games. Now, this is something that we've touched upon a little bit, but Randy Bear brings up a great point. He said, no summer baseball. It feeds into more specialization 
that is already happening. So what are your thoughts on losing kids um, not playing baseball because they want to specialize on uh, other sports such as basketball or football? Tyler, go for it, bud. I mean, if a kid doesn't want, I mean, this is probably brutally honest, but if a kid doesn't want to play baseball in the summer and do something else, then I don't really want him on my team. So, you know, um, I, and as, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just if a kid has other priorities outside of baseball, then they should go do those priorities. And I'm going to take the guys that want to be there with me. So, And we do have some comments here that we've already addressed, but I do want to read those. So we have Randy Rosa who I know is a huge slugger for the Key West Ramblers of the semi-pro league. And he says... If he also you... coaches with us, too. Oh, he does down at the Academy yep. Dusty Rock. He coaches our 10U our softball team. Yep. Awesome. And what Randy says, if you said summer, I guess your kid is going to college in Arizona or Florida to play ball. Because in the Midwest, it could be 30 degrees and they're still playing. Playing spring gives your kid an opportunity to go out and play out of the state in the summer with American Legion or other leagues. And Mark Horner says, a great man, Dick Corr, once told me that real baseball is played in the summer. And spring baseball, because of the horrible weather conditions, makes for a terrible experience. Then we have Shonda Munson from Gold Standard Athletics, 100% spring baseball, especially for those wanting to play at the next level. And that is one I, I do want to talk about. And you mentioned it before about junior year is, is your major year to um, get noticed because once you're a senior, a lot of time college rosters are already full. And I think sometimes maybe that's why you see some of our top players in the area going the JUCO route. But um, Tyler, why don't you jump in there on your thoughts? Um, can kids in Iowa, since they're playing in the summer, does that um, hurt them from playing college, playing in the summertime? I think it does. Um I, I, I do. I don't know if it's as, as dramatic as maybe like we sometimes make it out to be, but I think it does definitely impede on that because again, when team like when 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 coaches are in this in their spring season, let's just think from the mind of a college coach. Like let's let's say, let's think of Dan Spain. Okay, when he's in his season, what is he concerned about? He's concerned about his season, right? That's his number one priority is during the spring, that is his season. So what he's going to do is he's going to see the result and the outcome of that spring season from other players and other teams. And then he's going to probably make a decision on who he wants based off of how the results of that, that season came out. Is that going to be the case for everything? Absolutely not. There's a lot of great baseball players that are at, at all these different schools, you know, playing uh, high school baseball, but that's really the more elite guys. What about the other guys on the team that one just have an opportunity to go play college baseball, maybe somewhere and they just can't get noticed. Like, I think that's a piece of it um, that we, that we maybe need to think about too. Cause you know, not everyone's going to be a Cal Harris and go to Ole Miss. Right. Um, but there are going to be guys that are going to want to go and, and try to play at, at Alores or at a Cornell or at different, you know, you know, division three schools, but again, they're trying to load their team up. So when they have a rock, so they have their roster set moving into 
the, the fall. And so um, they're going to try to fill those spots, those deficits as fast as they can. And who are they going to look at? Well, they're going to look at the, the teams that already had completed their season, I think. Now, David, I want you to address this as the business standpoint of things. Um, how can you and, and how can academies um, like Gold Standard and, and the K-Zone and some of those places help out Iowa kids who play in the spring? I'm sorry, that play in the summer to get noticed in the spring. So, you know, a lot of... A lot of what, you know, I don't want to talk for Gold Standard or Kays, I don't want to talk for just Dusties. Um, what we see is, you know, our top tier athletes, you know, the, the Tommy Specs, the Kellen Strohmeyers, they're going to PG anyways. So it, we're not going to have much much to do with helping them get recruited. Um, Preparation-wise, absolutely. But um, for the for the average run-of-the-mill athlete who wants to go play college ball, um, JUCO – we get a lot of JUCOs into our facility to, to have them look at our guys. And I know I played at, I played at Ellsworth. Tyler played at Ellsworth. And uh, I'm very good friends with a coach at Ellsworth. Um, and he went to NIU after going to Southeastern, um, which is another JUCO in Iowa. And he said that, you know, his experience is JUCO baseball in Iowa is second to none to any, any other comp conference for junior college in the nation he said if you're hitting 345 in an illinois junior college you're, you're you're average you're okay you might go d2 d3 naia but if you're hitting 345 in a junior college in iowa even a d2 junior college that's division one quality because we'd see arms and tyler can attest to this too that were 88 plus 87 plus all the time and they had division one quality stuff. We'd have division one quality ball players all over the place because they're from Iowa or they recruit later because they're in Iowa. So they're used to it. So they might pick up a guy who from Minnesota was going to get recruited by the Gophers and ended up not having that happen because of some injury. So he goes to Iowa or goes to an Iowa junior college. So what we do with a lot of our guys is we get that recruiting process started earlier, um, you know, in the winter to help get that ready for the springtime when we do do our um, our PG Spring League and then for the summer leagues as well for the high school teams. But I really don't see much of a much of a downfall um, with that recruiting standpoint. If you're going to go to a big school, you're going to go there regardless. So it's our job to help those guys get into the regular schools, which the junior college route and if you knew me in high school, I would have never said to go JUCO, but I'm very, very happy that I did because of the experiences I had and going there for two years, you're going to get a lot more out of it while paying less to help you get onto a four-year school. And you mentioned those kids such as Kellen Strohmeyer, Tommy Speck, Cal Harris was brought up and you look at those kids, those kids, some of them started playing varsity baseball as eighth graders, ninth graders, <laughs> sophomores and and those kids are going to get noticed, but you think of your run-of-the-mill kids who, you know, some programs will say, we're going to give the senior the first opportunity, and if you're a junior or a sophomore, you just kind of have to wait for the senior not to play or not to play well before you can jump in. Now, Cole, what are your thoughts on this? I, I kind of agree with, with David as far as recruiting your senior year. It's done by that time, regardless of whether you play spring or summer ball. It's already done. I mean, we have a kid at Lourdes this year that's going to go to Whitewater, which is a, 
outstanding Division three program. Obviously, he wants to win. He wants to he wants to win baseball games in college, right? So I, I think that's great. I think it's a great fit for him. That's already done. I you know I haven't even coached him yet because last year was supposed to be my first year. We canceled, and we haven't had our season yet. So, um, but a lot of that, as far as colleges are concerned, you find out how good of a recruiter you are because you have to find those guys based on what you see with your eyes, not the stats. Rarely, I, I would believe, rarely do college coaches look solely at high school stats. Now, David was talking about JUCO. That's different. But rarely do they say, oh, my gosh, this guy hit 400 in you know, this conference. 400 looks a lot different in a lot of guys because I hit like 380 my junior year. And Tish and T-Bon will tell you, I couldn't hit a lick. Okay? So if you look at stats, you, you know that that's not – that doesn't mean anything. You know, so – these guys are looking at how you run the bases, what your swing looks like, how you look fielding the ball, you know. How you get off the bus. Yeah, yeah, right. They're looking at that those other things, not your numbers. So, yes, you you know your junior year maybe puts you on the map, but that's all it needs to do, put you on the map, right? Um, but a lot of the recruiting process I've found is emailing coaches in schools and saying, hey, I'm interested in you. Maybe you're interested in me and having your head coach do the same thing um, to say, hey, I put my stamp of approval on this guy. Um, and that's one thing we did with with Jack up here with Whitewater and Coach V was was all about it. So um, I, I think, you know, that senior year to get recruited that senior year, I don't I don't know that that's uh, really a thing, it's whether it's spring or summer. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's too late by that time. I think I think another thing, too, is I think 400 in the in the spring looks a lot different than 400 in the summer, you know, as far as stats go. You know, I think if you produce better stats in the spring, I mean, honestly, I think that's showing a little bit more about your ability than what you than what it is in the summer. It's harder to hit, right, David? You go to college, like, what's going to prepare you the best for it? And I, granted, I just, I, I go from the, from the thinking of, I try to get all my guys able to play college baseball if they so choose. So that's, that's the way we run our, our stuff, you know, and so that's my outlook on it. And so, you know, I, I think that there is a, a benefit to playing um, in the spring so that you can actually, pre, you know, show your true worth in that in that climate. You know, we make our kids, you know, from freshman on up, you know, th- every single year make a list of their top schools. And we don't make them make the list on who might be interested in recruiting them. One, we make them be extremely honest with themselves to see what where they would end up being able to play. And we make them start by eliminating states to figure out where they want to go to school first because it's student-athlete. It's not athlete-student. So you have to go somewhere you're going to enjoy that environment too. But Jimmy McDermott said, I love playing baseball in the summer because the weather is better. There was less stress because we didn't have to worry about school. And I spent my entire life playing in the summer since I was a kid. So I never thought I was giving anything up to play. It was something I loved to do, and it was a great time to spend with my teammates, which, I mean, I agree with them about playing in the summertime. Jeremy Rundy once again says, we need to have lights. Parents would have to take off work to see the first game because the games will need to start earlier to get to a doubleheader. J.C. Henry, we all love J.C., he said, summer ball, in my opinion, is the best option for every school, and here's why. 
you play most, if not all, games. They don't get canceled because of weather. I know firsthand in Chicago, they end up putting in 8 to 10 games a week and the wear and tear on arms and bodies. And if you're good enough, you're going to get seen, period. And you save a ton of money. So why don't we start with you, David? Why don't you comment, pull some bits and pieces from either Jeremy Rundy's comments, Jimmy McDermott's comments, or J.C. Henry. And then I'll give you your final thoughts once we cycle through. Um, I do think there's a huge thing that we need to talk about in Dubuque, Iowa, about lights. Um, I, there's been games at, at Senior multiple times where we start at 3 o'clock or 3.30, and we're getting we're, our second game's getting canceled or, or ended early because of light. And that's a huge problem. You know, I don't, when we would go to Iowa City West or somewhere that had lights, we wouldn't start until five o'clock, which is, which is fine. Yeah, we get home later, but playing on the lights is way better than playing in the early afternoon. I think we can make a whole podcast off of just talking about the lights. <laughs> problem in Dubuque, Iowa. We could, but uh, a certain host of this show happens to collect paychecks from that uh, from that place, so I think that might be <laughs> one topic that, you know, everybody's favorite coach might be everybody's unemployed coach if we run that episode, but uh, Coach Schleigling, well, what would you have to say uh, about anything that uh, J.C. Henry, Jeremy Rundy, or Jimmy McDermott had to say? Yeah, I, I think I think Dubuque needs lights. I mean, our high school doesn't have lights that I coach at now, but again, we don't play double headers. I like what Jimmy had to say. I do think that um, the ability to build a little bit more camaraderie during the season in the summer is definitely um, something that you can do because now the kids have can spend most of their time together um, in the summer and not have to do it at school. When we practice during the summer, we practice at 6 a.m., at 8 o'clock when practice is over, a lot of the guys would go out for breakfast together. Um, sometimes we'd have team breakfast. Coach Bogey, anything that you'd like to comment on from Jeremy Rundy, J.C. Henry, or Jimmy McDermott before we lead into our final thoughts? Yeah, so just from what J.C. said, so he said, you know, like with the weather, you're going to get games pushed. You're going to play four times in a week. Um, that is very much true, uh, you know, here in Wisconsin, and I – I always say, like, I want to play more games. I want to coach more games. So I always fill up, you know, and, and right now, as the season stands right now, our schedule, we play about four games a week. Uh, and I, I love it because as a pitching guy, that just, like, I, I get an opportunity to show off all of my, you know, pitchers. Um, and if I've done a good enough job, it's not an issue. You know, some teams will shy away. They'll only play 15 games if they get – if any of them get rained out, they do not reschedule them. Um, so I, I get that. But then you have to think, like, this happens in Iowa, too. This is not just a spring issue. Wallard's Field gets rained out all the time. Are you kidding? We never played freshman games there. We were always getting rained out because it's it's dirt. So it turns to mud. So it takes 24 hours of sunlight for it to be playable on. You think of Seniors Field. Years when I when I was back there, it was not taken care of well. They threw turfus all around the field, uh, baselines and on the mound, which is the like why did that happen, David? You're laughing, but like I don't understand who made that decision. Like it was probably some maintenance. It person. wasn't. It wasn't no. me. 
right? I, I know, but like it just tore up that clay and now it's contaminated. Like things like that make fields not playable more so. Um, you look at Hempstead's field, the crushed brick that they have, they don't get a lot of rainouts, not as much, right? So they're able to have that. The field I was at at Berlin last year, we never had a rainout and it's not turf. Um, it's just the mixture that we had. We could get rain that day up until about two hours before and we were good to play by game time. So I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't agree with that. I guess I do understand it. I don't agree with it though. It's not just a spring to summer weather issue. Now guys, let's go to your final thoughts. Really the biggest thing that I've I probably hit on the most is just the ability to get kids truly prepared for a college season. I think that's really where I come back to really liking spring a little bit more, regardless of climate, is just the preparation of what the workload is truly gonna be when you go to college. Coach Bogey from Wisconsin, give us your final thoughts. Yeah, just a couple things. So like I said before, if you are a baseball person, that is your number one. You want to play spring ball because you can play spring and you can play summer. That's 60 plus games you can play. So that's my biggest push for that. Does Iowa need to switch? No, I do not think so. Um, I think it's totally fine the way that they do it. I think there's a ton of pros. And Coach James from uh, Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Give us your final thoughts before we hit into that podcast-ending double play. Um, I do want to touch on what Cole said about being a baseball guy um, and playing more games, which I agree with that. But, you know, I look back to when I played. I did play 100 100 games a year from spring, from April until – September, October, um, because I found ways to play. Um, now I, I had a lot more opportunities than him because I'm, I'm younger than him. So there's more stuff out and out and available than when he was in high school. Um, which I think is, is a part of what we have to take into account too is, um, the different demographics and, and way things are done nowadays. Um, you know, I didn't play much travel ball until I was a sophomore in high school. So doing this and this, my job is, it's so different to me seeing 10 year olds playing call or playing travel ball. But, um, I, th- I think there's, there's definitely definite benefits to both ways. I- I'd like to thank my, uh, experts for joining me on the Dubuque area baseball podcast. Thank you to Cole Bogey of the ultimate sports weekend, Tyler Soigling from Phoenix, Arizona and David Janes from the Dusty Rogers Baseball and Softball Academy. 643, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media. Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.